Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us on our broadcast. We appreciate you tuning in, and I trust that you have the next 30 minutes where you can just relax and enjoy the Word of God. Don't let anything distract you. Shut everything else out because what you're about to hear is life-changing. It's the Word of God. Jesus said, if you will continue in my Word, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So I'm believing that there's going to come some revelation today that is going to take you to another level in your walk with God and take you to another level in your experiencing the blessing of God on your life. We've been talking about living in the fullness of the blessing over the last three weeks. We're going to continue today, and this will conclude uh, this study on this particular subject. So pay very close attention. This could be the one you needed to hear the most, okay? We begin from Romans chapter 15, verse 29, where the Apostle Paul makes this statement. I am sure that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. The fullness of the blessing means the blessing without measure, no limits. It means going beyond any previous level. No matter what level of the blessing you're walking in now, there's always another level. I'm walking in a high level of the blessing of God and the favor of God, but I do know there's another level. And when I reach that one, there'll be another level. And there'll always be another level until we get into the place where it's called the fullness of the blessing. That's where we're headed. That's our goal. Set that as a goal. Write it down somewhere. Put it in front of you. My goal is to reach the fullness of the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. How about all of you? You going to do that? Yes, the fullness of the blessing. Now, we talked about on some of the previous broadcasts that it's important that we agree with God that the blessing is already on us. Psalm 3.8, my blessing, God says, is on my people. So you need to agree with God. Don't, don't side with those who don't understand the blessing. Don't, don't agree with those who say, well, one of these days when we get to heaven, we're going to be blessed. Listen, God wants you blessed while you're down here. Yeah. He wants you extremely blessed, in fact. Yeah. You know, the Bible says uh, that Abraham was blessed and he was favored. But then the New Testament says that we have a better covenant and a better, a better promise, a better covenant. So if Abraham was blessed and favored, if we have a better covenant, then I like to go around saying, I'm extremely blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. That would take it to another level. Can you say amen? amen? So the first thing you need to do is agree with God that the blessing is on you. How many of you agree with God that the blessing is on you? Then say it out loud. The blessing is on me. All of you in the viewing audience, say it out loud. The blessing is on me. That's important. You say, well, I don't see why that's so important. Well, you're either going to agree with God or you're going to agree with the world. That's right. Man. There's only two voices, two primary voices, God and the devil. And the world is getting most of their information from the devil. That's right. Amen. But God's information, that's a higher level. That's God's right. word, that takes you to a higher level. Jesus said one time in John 17, 17, speaking about the word of God, thy word is truth. So Jesus said, God's word is the highest form of reality that exists. So that's the reason I like to base everything I do on thus saith the word of God. And you know, no matter what's going on in my life, the first thing I think is, what's the word say? What's the word say? And if I can find it in the word, then that becomes final authority. Praise God. 
So I found a long, long time ago that Jesus went to the cross to redeem me and not only redeem me, he went there so that the blessing of Abraham would come on my life. So when I found that out, I just stood up and said, Father, regardless of whether or not I can see it happening, whether it's manifesting or not, I'm agreeing with you. I have your blessing on my life. I am the seed of Abraham. Your word says it, that settles it. Hallelujah. Amen. So you agree with God that the blessing is on your life. And then it's important that you place a high value on the blessing. In other words, you, you get a revelation of what it can do. And once you understand what it can do, then you place a high value upon it. And not only that, you show God how appreciative you are of it. You see, when you come to this understanding that I, I can't function without the blessing. I can't, I can't do what God's called me to do without the blessing. And that is certainly true if you're in ministry. I mean, you, you can't do what God's called you to do without the blessing of God on your life. You know, it's like Gloria Copeland said one time, referring to she and Brother Copeland, said, uh, you know, God's never told Kenneth and I to do anything that was possible. That's right. <laughs> Think about that statement. God doesn't tell you to do things that are possible. God tells you to do things that are impossible. But he also knows that he's empowered you to get it done through his blessing. Amen. So as a minister, you know, God calling you to do things that are impossible, the only way you can achieve them is with his blessing on your life. And, and when you come to that understanding, then you become more appreciative of it. When I look around at what the Lord's done, I mean, you know, when Carolyn and I moved here to Fort Worth to go to work with Brother Copeland as his associate minister, my car was shot. Uh, it was on its last leg. It was just barely running. We had very little in the way of furniture. Uh, by the time we set up in the little house that I was renting, it cost me $100 a month for that little house. They asked me for a $100 deposit. And then I had to turn on the utilities. And the next day, I was leaving to go with Brother Copeland to be away from my family for three weeks. And I had $3 left. And I gave my wife $3 to live on for three weeks. And I got two daughters. Now, you talk about looking possible. You talk about feeling like a dog, you know, leaving your family with $3. God took care of my wife and my family for those three weeks. In fact, they did a lot better than I did out on the road. You know? <laughs> and uh, God took care of them. Why? Because of the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. So we learn to depend upon the blessing. And then when you look and see what the blessing has done, I mean, we didn't stay in that little house very long. God blessed us. We were able to rent another place that was nicer. Eventually, God blessed us, not with a brand new car, but a much better car, you know, a dependable, reliable car. And it wasn't all that old and didn't have a lot of miles on it. It wasn't brand new, but it certainly was a step up for us. And then eventually, we were able to buy our first house here in Fort Worth. It wasn't a big, fancy house, but praise God, we were able to buy our first house. And now God's filling it with furniture, you know, the blessing of the Lord is working. And then we come up to 19, I mean, we come up to 2015 and I look at where we are now and where God has brought us. Do you not think that I'm appreciative of the blessing? 
Do you not think I praise God for it every day of my life? I'd be a fool for not being thankful. Amen? And, and so you, you agree with God that it's on you and you show God how much you value it by being appreciative of it. Thank Him all the time. Amen? And then I'm going to add another point here. And I have this in my notes and I have it in the book and the, the CDs. One of the ways that we can show God how much we value the blessing is not only through our thanksgiving and praise, but by living pure lives. Living our lives pure before Him. That's one of the ways you can show God how appreciative you are for the blessing. A great example of this is a man by the name of Joseph that you're all familiar with. And the Bible says in uh, Genesis 39, Now, at this stage of Joseph's life, his brothers have sold him into slavery, you know, and now he's he's, uh, with a man by the name of Potiphar, an officer in the Egyptian uh, army. And the Bible says in verse 2, and the Lord was with Joseph. Now, anytime you see that phrase, the Lord was with somebody, that also means, and his blessing was on them. His blessing was on them. And it says, and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, Joseph is a slave to Potiphar, but notice a prosperous slave. I think that's interesting. How is it that a slave could be prosperous? Because the Lord was with him. Because the blessing of the Lord was with him. Now, it's one thing for you to know the blessings on you, but listen to verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. I'm telling you, it's one thing when you know the blessings on you, but when other other people can see it, that's taking it to another level. Amen. Amen. When people are wondering, how are you doing this? Where are you getting all this? What makes you different from everybody else? It's like one time uh, I was uh, flying to Tanzania. And so I get on the plane out here at DFW. I sat down. The flight attendant comes by in a little while, gives me a USA Today. The man next to me takes one or or one of the uh, papers, Wall Street Journal or something. We don't know each other. Never seen this guy before in my life. He don't know who I am. He don't know I'm a preacher. I don't sit down and say, I'm a preacher. What's thy mouth? You know, I don't, you know. I'm just a passenger as far as he's concerned. So in a little while, uh, while we're waiting for everybody to board, I'm looking at the front page of this USA Today. And it's talking about, this is in 2008 when we experienced a, a big hit in the economy in America. And, uh, and all the news media is talking about it's, it's going to be like the Great Depression in 1929 and things are getting worse and it's going to get worse than this. And, and that's all you hear on the news all the time. And then this front page article was an interview with some of the leading nonprofit organizations in America. And they were all saying that their, their contributions are down. They can't do what they were doing. They're having to lay off a lot of people. And uh, we don't expect it to get any better real soon. And I'm reading this and I forgot. Now, by this time, we've already taken off and we're cruising, you know. Uh, We haven't quite reached our cruising altitude, you know, but we're climbing. And by this time, 
uh, I have forgotten where I was. I'm reading this and I forgot that I wasn't on my own airplane, that I'm on a commercial airplane. And when I read this at the end of it, I just shouted. I don't receive this. It will not affect me. The guy next to me said, what, what? <laughs> People around me are jumping around, looking at me thinking, what's happening? And I realized that I'm not on my airplane. I'm on this commercial airline. And it sounds like maybe we're crashing. Maybe we're going down. This will not affect me. You know? And the guy next to me says, what are you talking about? I said, this article. He said, what about it? So I told him what it said. He said, well, what's that got to do with you? I said, well, I'm the founder and president of a nonprofit organization. And I decree in the name of Jesus, this will not affect my organization. He said, well, it affected theirs. What makes you better than them? I said, I didn't say I was any better than them. I said, perhaps I know something they don't know. He said, well, what is it you know they don't know? I know the blessing of God's on my life, on. and this is not going to affect me. Yeah. He got so mad at me. <laughs> I mean, he got so mad at me. He looked at me and said, whatever, and put the paper up in his face and never said another word to me for eight hours. When we landed in Amsterdam, he got his briefcase down, gave me this hateful look. He was mad because I wouldn't join the recession. <laughs> Amen. He was upset because I wouldn't agree with the media. Listen, one of the smartest things you could do is stop agreeing with the media. Amen. Amen. I'm agreeing with God and God's word says his blessing is on me. Now, where did I get this boldness to declare this will not affect me. Go read Genesis chapter 26 about Isaac. And the Bible says that there was a famine in the days of Isaac. Amen. A famine, a famine to Isaac is like bad economy to us because a famine affected his assets. It affected his flocks, his herds, his sheep in a famine. You know, you can't feed them. You can't water them. There's a drought. And so it was affecting him, yeah. but it said, and the Lord was with him and the Lord told him, don't go to Egypt. Don't run from this. Don't run from adversity. Face it head on with the confidence. The blessing of God will get you over. Yes. He said, don't run to Egypt. I'll be your source. I'll bless you. And Isaac sowed in that land where there was a famine and the Bible says, and he reaped a hundredfold in the same year and the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. Amen. While everybody else is having a famine, having their worst of times, Isaac was having his best of times. And what was he? The seed of Abraham. What am I? The seed of Abraham. What are you? The seed of Abraham. What are you? The seed of Abraham. Amen. And consequently, 2008, I did not have my worst year. I had my best year. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because I determined that I was going to let the Word of God be final authority. Amen. And I was going to, de I determined that I was going to let the blessing do what it's designed to do. Amen. Cause you to excel, empower you to succeed. Now, Joseph had that blessing on his life. And even though he was a slave, that blessing produced prosperity. And even his master saw it. They saw it, praise God. Oh, let me give you the rest of that story. When I got to Tanzania, about three days into our time there, we went up, uh, Terry, my youngest daughter was with me. She said, Dad, I'm going to go up to the little business center here 
and see if I've got any emails from back home. She said, do you want to go? I said, sure. So I'm standing over her shoulder while she's looking at all her emails. And our in-house accountant, Carol, had sent a text and said, Terry, I know you and your dad and the team are having a great time in Tanzania. We're all praying for you. I just thought that you and your dad would like to know that right after he left, we got a a check in the mail for $100,000. I just wanted to find that man. I wanted to find that man. I just want to say one word, whatever. (laughs) Amen. Amen. While they're having a famine, I'm having my best year. Why? Because I depend on the blessing. How many of you depend on the blessing? When you depend on the blessing, it will cause you to rise above. Now, here's what's happening to Joseph. He's a slave, but yet the blessing is causing him to prosper. Look at verse 4. Here's the favor of God work at work. Joseph found grace. That's another word for favor. He found favor in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hand. The blessing of God causes Joseph to prosper even as a slave and the blessing of God causes the favor of God to be on his life and he is promoted in his overseer's house. Here's a slave among slaves who's being promoted when nobody else is being promoted. That's what the blessing of the Lord and the favor of God would do for your life. And Joseph appreciated it. Joseph valued it. He valued it so much that he refused to allow himself to get involved in sin. He refused to allow himself to, to be persuaded to do something that Potiphar's wife wanted him to do. He would not do it. He ran from her and then she lied about him. And, and, and as a result of it, Potiphar threw him back in prison. But look at verse 21 of that same chapter, 39. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. I mean, everywhere this man goes, I don't care where you throw him, the deepest pit, the lowest valley, wilderness, prisons, it don't make it nears where you put this man. He knew there was something on him that made him different and it was the blessing and the favor of God. And because he appreciated it so much, he kept his life pure. And as he kept his life pure, he kept going into higher levels and higher dimensions of that blessing. Hallelujah. That's a valuable lesson to us. Amen. Now, if you get involved in sin, thank God we have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Don't let the devil beat you over the head over a past sin. If you've repented and asked God for forgiveness, then God remembers it no more. He wipes the slate clean. Hallelujah. Amen. And his blessing will still work in your life. Can you say amen? Amen. But notice Joseph valued the blessing so much that he kept his life pure before God. That's one of the ways that you can show God how appreciative you are of his blessing. Keep your life pure. Amen. Amen. I made a decision 46 years ago that I was going to keep my personal life pure and keep this ministry pure. And I've kept my vow to God. Do you suppose it might be part of the reason why I'm so blessed? 
You suppose it might be part of the reason why I walk in a high level of the favor of God. Amen. I'm headed for the fullness of the blessing. Anybody going with me? I'm headed for the fullness of the the blessing without measure. Amen. And you know what I've noticed? Uh, Refusing to uh, yield to temptations and yield to sin. I haven't missed out on anything. Amen. Amen. And sometimes, you know, I mean, there's a lot of changes going on in ministry right now. There's a lot of preachers, you know, they got this grace revelation, (laughs) which they think means they can just live any old way they want to live and God will just keep blessing them. I need that gong thing where you, you know, no, that's not true. You're not going to live any old way you want to live and God's going to keep blessing you. Let me remind you of Galatians chapter five. Now, grace sets you free. Grace sets you free. But listen to Galatians 5, 13. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to serve the flesh. In other words, God is not saying, yes, the grace of God has forgiven you. The grace of God has set you free. And now you can just live any old way you want to live. And I'll just keep blessing you. He said, no, don't you allow this liberty that I've given you to be used as an occasion to serve the flesh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's still required to keep your life pure. Amen. Amen. Keep your life pure. If you want to enter into the fullness of the blessing, agree with God, the blessings on you. Uh, Show God how much you value it by being appreciative of it. And not only that, praise God, keep your life pure. And my final statement in this study And obviously, I don't have time to expound upon it. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Talk the blessing. James says, my brethren, you need to take control of your tongue. He said, blessing and cursing should not be coming out the same mouth. Proverbs 6 says, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Talk the blessing. Don't talk lack. Don't talk poverty. Don't talk sickness. Don't talk disease. Don't talk we're losing everything. Talk the word. Talk what the blessing will do. Get up in the morning decreeing the blessing of the Lord is on me. And because the blessing of the Lord is upon me, my days of failure and defeat are over. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Praise God. And everything these little hands do, God blesses and prospers them. Hallelujah. Amen. Watch your mouth. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Put a guard over your vocabulary, particularly in the days and times in which we're living. Yes. If you sit there and watch TV all day and all night, all you're going to hear is negativity. All you're going to hear is a bunch of negative things. And what you see and what you hear as a way of getting in your heart. Yes. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Yes, so don't sit there and watch all that negative stuff on television because it gets in your heart. It'll come out your mouth. And Jesus said, and you'll have what you say. So you focus on the word of God. You focus on the blessing. Talk the blessing, hallelujah, and you'll have what you say. I talk the blessing and it's what I'm getting in my life. I'm blessed, I'm favored, and you can be the same way. Amen. What's this special announcement? I'll be back in just a moment.
Living in the fullness of the blessing is about living a life without limitations. The blessing of God is an empowerment that comes on your life when you get born again. But sadly, many Christians are not living in the fullness of the blessing that God intended. In this powerful book and three CD combo, Jerry Savelle reveals the truth about what it really means to be blessed, why the blessing is so important, if your actions are blocking the blessing, what you must do to walk in the blessing, how to drive out debt and lack, and much more. When the blessing of God is on your life, you are not limited to the natural anymore. You have something working for you that other people don't have. Don't wait. Request the Living in the Fullness of the Blessing book and three CD combo today. Call or visit www.jerrysavelle.org. God wants each and every one of His children to live in the fullness of the blessing that He has pronounced on their lives. It is up to you if you are going to live in the fullness of the blessing. What an exciting study this has been, and I trust you've been blessed by it. I trust you've learned. I trust that you've received some revelation. Once again, this is the last time we'll be offering these resources. It's entitled Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, three CDs, and my little book by the same title. Folks, I'm telling you, when you get these resources into your home, and you begin to sit down and study them and listen to them, you're going to receive some insight that I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to sit still. You're going to get up and jump and run and shout and rejoice. And I'm telling you, you can have a, you can have a Bible study right there with your own family, just sitting and listening to this and then take this little book. You ought to get a copy for every member of your family because you can read it in a matter of a few minutes. But I'm telling you, the information and the revelation that is in this little book will change your life forever. Listen to some of the titles. Uh, we start off with The Fullness of the Blessing, Stretch Your Thinking, Learning How to Think Bigger. I tell you, I've had, the, I've had such a blessing in my life all these years by being associated with big thinkers. You know, I had the privilege of, of, uh, uh, of, of working with Kenneth Copeland and, and continue to this day preaching with Kenneth Copeland. And he's a big thinker. He stretches me. Every time I'm around him, he stretches my thinking. He stretches my faith. I served on Oral Roberts' board for over 25 years and traveled with Brother Roberts and been in his home. He'd been in our home a number of times. And every time I got around Brother Roberts, he stretched my thinking. In fact, when you sit in Brother Roberts' office, there's a little plaque on his desk, no small plans made here. Hallelujah. In other words, think big, think big. And that's what we're talking about here. Stretch your thinking. Uh, there's a chapter called Value the Blessing, which we talked about, a chapter about agreeing that the blessing is on you. Another chapter talking about what we talked about today, keep your life pure. And then this chapter, look for every opportunity to give. You see, when the blessing's on you, then God expects you to be a blessing. And when you look for opportunities to be a blessing, then you keep the cycle flowing. Hallelujah. And then this chapter, and this was very important. I didn't get to cover uh, much of this. In fact, I don't think I touched on it at all, but it's an important chapter and it reveals what the blessing blockers are, what will block the blessing from manifesting in your life. And then number chapter number nine is catch the vision, catch the vision of living in the fullness of the blessing. And the final chapter, it's your inheritance. It belongs to you. Praise God. So some great information, great insights that I know will bless you. All the ordering information is on your screen right now. Place your order. And listen, also I want to encourage all of you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, all these great ways of being able to communicate with you. What a valuable tool they are. 
Thanks for watching. I'll see you again next week. We'll begin a brand new series of lessons. And until then, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world. Amen. Woo!